Hi, my name is Antonia Dominguez. And I'm Linda Coogan. And you're listening to Wine, the Long and the Short of It. In proud partnership with Give Wine a Future. So we ended the last episode where you asked me what my favourite Christmas song is, Antonia. So tell yeah. me, what is yours? Oh, hands down, Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And, yeah, I, fair and I have to say, All I Want for Christmas it comes a close second. <laughs> I love uh, David Bowie and Ben Crosby. Um, oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I know. Because your, your, your answer is much more refined than mine. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, anyway, kick we, off. We, what are we going yeah, well, we were talking about the traditional turkey mane, and I think we need uh, um, to mention the alternatives. Um, and some vegetarian do options as well. Exactly, for people who don't yeah. do turkey. So straight away, I'm thinking about people who who like, you know, to do spiced beef, roast rib of beef, venison. They might do goose, duck, lamb. Um, or as you say, vegetarians, they might do like a salmon on croute or like a nut loaf or something like that. So obviously very what different. Nut, nut loaf? Yeah, okay. I've heard something like that. A nut mm-hmm. and date loaf. I don't know. Okay. Not something I know anything about, I have to add. But um, yeah, and obviously all of that um, means a very different style of wine preparing. Mm-hmm. But I think if we just focus. Um, I'm one or two, like, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So 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 for like sort of meat options, like more, you know, sort of beefy or sort of venison uh, meat options. Um. We're going into richer, heavier styles of reds with more kind of a of a tannin structure. So like things like there's a lot of Portuguese options, I think, that, that yeah, um, yeah. fit the bill. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like the Meandro, um, Monte Pe- the Pesagina that you like. Yeah. Dom Rafael is another gorgeous Portuguese. Yeah, we had that recently together. That was beautiful. So that's a really, and it's real smooth yeah. and that will be really, really nice with lots of uh yeah. The kind of richer beef dishes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And not kind of in the 20s or 20 to 25 euro price range. Um, you could go to something a little bit more premium with a priorat, um, which is just again a richer style, gorgeous complexity, really silky smooth, into spice, um, a northern roan, uh, crotzermitage with your Syrah. Yeah, there's so many options if if you're going down just the, the pure meat route. I don't know what you think. Um, I, uh, I, I love Crow's Hermitage. And I also think that again, Bordeaux, you can go get a good bit of Bordeaux here as well with your beef. Yeah. Oh yeah. We haven't even mentioned Bordeaux again. Yeah. But... Like a lot of people yeah. would go, um, Bordeaux cause they kind of think of it as being, you know, open up something nice for a special occasion and that, um, I wouldn't have Bordeaux personally with, with the traditional one, but definitely beef Wellington and anything like that. A hundred percent I would, mm. um, that's and interesting that you said that. And I think we had this discussion before because we talked about um, Bordeaux and I, I, I sort of made the argument that Bordeaux that it was only medium bodied. Well, it, like a typical um, mm-hmm. example of a Bordeaux should be medium bodied um, with your your black currant cassis notes, a bit of herbaceousness um, and usually aged in some oak. So, you know, your cedar notes um, and depending on what kind of oak, you know, a lick of vanilla or whatever. I um a lick of I, vanilla. Yes. I I don't um I suppose I find it difficult to recommend Bordeaux because there's so many out there and and for me in order to get a really good one you need to 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 spend money. It's very much like what we talked about with Burgundy and with Sancerre and places like that. It's just hard to get really great quality at decent price points 
Um, I don't mean to be hard on Bordeaux. Now, of course, there are exceptions. I mean, we're selling a, a lovely Chateau Lannesan 2015 vintage, which was a really nice vintage. Um, at I think the price point is around 25 euro, which is a really That's good price point good. for that for, for yeah. a really good, a really nice Bordeaux. But if you're going to go to seriously high quality Bordeaux, you're you're spending a, a lot of money, in my opinion. And no, I I'd love actually Crow's Hermitage, especially with something like a spiced beef. I think yeah. that'd be really, really nice. Mm-hmm. That's Sarah and um a real elegant style. Um, okay, so what else then? Um, and just to say about the goose and duck thing goose. or lamb, if you're going down that road, you go, I would say, light or red, like all the any of the Pinot Noirs you mentioned before, like the edge or whatnot, or Mencia yeah, or can, something a little bit work, fresher, yeah. brighter, lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then again, for, for salmon and crout or anything like that, referring back to any of the whites that we mentioned for, for your seafood starters and so on, I think is fair enough. Would I go anything different, I suppose? Um, well, though, the salmon wrapped up in the pastry and that, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd be happy enough to, even though like it's a, a flaky fish, it'd be lovely with, with the kind of, like the the warmer styles that we were talking about, like the rounder styles. I think that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Actually, I had a gorgeous Chenin Blanc. Um, what's it called? The Lise, it's it's only thirteen euro or fourteen euro on wine online, um, and it was absolutely gorgeous, and it had a little bit of oak, um, which is quite surprising at that price. Surprising point. for the price point of this, and uh, it was absolutely gorgeous, really, really good. So I think that would work really well mm. uh, with the salmon, uh, nut nut loaf. You have me there now, nut and date loaf. I don't know. Well, let I, I don't know if I got that right, but I did read or see on some of the M&S brochures and our own Donnybrook Fair Food brochure that there's like a nut loaf that people can, mm-hmm. you know, sort of vegetarians might choose as an alternative. And if I'm thinking about the kind of nutty element and even the pastry element in the salmon and crout, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking straight away some of those whites that offer that kind of lovely citrusy lemon um, profile, but with like an element of sort of almond, nutty almond aromas and so on. And I think Italy. So I think of somewhere like Suave or Grillo down south, which I've got like sort of that bitter almond note, um, which I think could work well. And they Actually, tend to I, have I, a little I'm bit thinking, more body as well, you know. I'm thinking Ethna wines, um, actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Even Alentejo whites, which again have a little bit more um, breadth to them and a bit more texture and a little bit uh, of minerality. And again, but again with, with the fruit intensity. So, yeah, no, I think there are a lot of options. So, anyhow, we go on to desserts. Um, what do you guys do for desserts? Um, okay, so in, it's, you know, Christmas heaven of desserts. There's absolutely loads of stuff that goes on. And my son is cooking now and baking. So I imagine he's going to throw his tuppence right into the pot. But Good it's usually Jamie. the Christmas cake, the the, the pudding. There's usually a meringue roulade. Um, and I actually don't eat any desserts. I drink my dessert <laughs> instead of eating any. I'm just too full. Yeah, like, I actually I don't eat that many sweet things like that. But I I have cheese for definite. So um, I don't actually like Christmas cake or pudding, which is a bit mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, it? I don't think you're on your own there, but I love plum, a good plum pudding. I'm not. I could take or leave Christmas cake because I can't find it quite dry. It's dry. Yeah. But plum pudding, oh, when you like <sighs> lash it with brandy, flambe it, and then lash on. We have every possible accompaniment um, 
at our table. So like your brandy butter, your brandy cream, your vanilla ice cream, your Bailey's cream. Every like I love the ceremony of all of this, but it's yeah. Do you know what I like? I like a really good vanilla ice cream with something like Kinsale Mead, um, the flavour uh-huh. that one's poured on it. Or Pedro Jimenez sherry. You could stick on there with a few chopped walnuts. You could, of course, couldn't yeah. you? <laughs> but I mean, I applaud anybody, any household that has a, like this array of desserts that you've just mentioned with your roulades or you know, like I've heard, you know, cheesecakes and, and oh, sherry cheesecake, Sorry, they always do a, a strawberry cheesecake as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm, I, I'm yeah. like, I'm astounded because like who eats them after, you know, the volume and like the amount of food you've already had. Like I, I have a little bit of plum pudding with vanilla ice cream. And you're already f- still full from your canapes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I more than make up for it, let me tell you. But I'm also leaving room for the cheese board. So I kind of yeah. go lighter on the desserts. I'm with mm-hmm. you on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, OK, so plum puddings, let's say let's go for the traditional household like my own plum pudding maybe a chocolate yule log or something I don't really know what a yule log is just thinking like a chocolate roulette have you it is isn't it it's just sounds really great do we have yule logs I've always heard of them I don't really know what they are anyway sounds good chocolatey rolled roulette thing is it not okay I thought so So they have a little bit of a they always have a little uh bit of ivy or whatever holly I mean. or something yeah yeah holly that's the one holly um, ivy well, whoever <laughs> with either of those um i would say a port is yeah. you know a perfect pairing i would say any good L- lbv late bottle vintage or vintage if you can if your wallet can go to sort of vintage prices a good vintage um port or an lbv um yeah, there's so many good ones out there. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Newport, Taylor's, there are, there's loads of great ones. Um, yeah. and I, I would just say that um, I think yeah. the, the jump between um, a basic uh, Ruby port and an LBV is 100% worth the difference in price. I agree. Um, I'd only buy a Ruby if I was having a brandy and port or anything like that. I wouldn't actually dr- enjoy drinking it particularly. So I definitely would step up to an LBV or even a reserve. It's just that little bit better quality mm-hmm. and you can really taste the difference that it's not. Obviously, they're more like 20% alcohol, but it, the alcohol doesn't seem to stand out as much with mm-hmm. uh, trading up a tiny bit. Yeah. And I, I, I mentioned before, I think the Graham's mini selection where you get a white, a tawny, an LBV, a ruby and a reserve. I think that's a gorgeous little taster, little bottle for people. A gro- great thing for Santa put in stocking. Mm, great Devil. idea. Where would you buy that? Loads of places. Um, Actually, um, loads like you can get them in Euros bars and supermarkets. You can get really? them in okay. um, O'Brien's. You can get them in um, Martin's, Sweeney's, loads of places. Mm-hmm. Loads it's of loads okay. of places. I didn't know that. Yeah, we had a and they're only card. 17 quid so it's cool they're tiny little bottles actually sorry and I saw in Super Value they had bigger bottles of them I think was it 35 okay, I don't know how much it was but they bigger mm-hmm. um, sample bottles so yeah okay good to know um, we had a listener a, a, a lovely listener um, write to us to how to do you know she's lovely I'm sure she's lovely well she seems her lovely in her in her messages uh, her name is Paula. Hiya, Paula. And um, and Paula was asking us about a pairing for a sherry trifle. So needless to say, I recommended uh, a good cream sherry. Um, I just think cream sherry. Um, hits oh, hold on, right on a notes. second. Like cream what? sherry, like Harvey's Bristol cream. 
Well, I was thinking about something higher in the quality stakes. I'm not I'm not knocking Harvey's Bristol cream. It's absolutely perfect for for what it is, but I just think there's just so such ama- there's so many amazing um options out there for cream sherry. So, I was thinking of two in particular. One of them is the East India Lustau, which you can get in a lot of places, all the independents, you can buy it by the half bottle. It's just, uh, it's just got that, again, it's all about just an extra depth, extra layers of flavor and richness and concentration. But a cream sherry is never going to be as rich or as luscious as a Pedro Jimenez, which I just think would be too heavy and too rich for something like a sherry trifle. I think if I'm not mistaken, um, Paula did mention this was a Nevin Maguire's recipe, so I don't know exactly what goes into it, but I would imagine it's a cream sherry that goes into it. Um, so I just think anything more than that on the sweet steaks would just would just be a bit too overpowering yeah, yeah. yeah for a, a, a sherry trifle you'd be stuffed wouldn't you you'd be just oh yeah. no be well, just too much I, yeah i'm one of these people i know that i'm you know a sherry fanatic but i i do have a bit of an issue with pedro jimenez in terms of recommending it because it is just so like decadent and rich and luscious it's just not for the faint-hearted and I find it hard to to take myself at the end of a meal. I just think it's just that too bit too luscious. Um, with ice so cream, I'd, though, would I? I'd pour it on ice cream, as I mentioned earlier, and I I chop you know walnuts and sprinkle them on, and I think that's gorgeous. But a glass of it, I would find too much. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> so um, the East India Listau uh, Solera, and also um, there's a gorgeous again gorgeous. There's a lovely. Um, Cream sherry from, uh, well, it's an Oloroso. We call it an Ol- a sweet Oloroso. So Oloroso being a dry sherry that's oxidative with um, a touch of Pedro Jimenez to sweeten it up. Um, and this one is called Matusalem from Gonzalez Bias. And it, I, I don't know if I've seen it in many places. That was my only reservation in, in, in terms of mentioning that one to, to Paula. So um, those are two. Um, lovely cream sherries that I think would definitely pair with the sherry trifle. And then the other one I was thinking of outside of sherry uh, was Tawny Port, a lovely Tawny Port. And there was one I tasted uh, recently. Don't laugh. It's called <laughs> Ferreira Doña, Doña Antonia um, Tawny of course Port. Like that. It not because gorgeous. it's named after me, okay? <laughs> but That's on my list as well. But I think you had the 20-year-old. I only had the 10-year-old. I tried both side by side. Yeah. Now, both of them are excellent. Um, The 20 year old was just exquisite, just heavenly. It was just so complex and the length was so long. Um, But both of them are beautiful. And I don't think they're off, you know, off the scales in terms of price. Um, They sell them, I think. Um, by the half bottle, um, we sell them. I think by the by the half bottle, but you can find. I them actually think it's a three seven five. Well, the the ten year old was a three seven five bottle. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, okay, could have been, and yeah. it was twenty quid. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. But you know what? Really, for for yeah. what it offers in quality, I just thought it was excellent. And again, a tawny port is not um, it's not as rich in style as others. You know, your your LBVs and your vintage. Um, it's got sort of lovely burnt orange peel, caramel notes going through it and like nutty aromas. I was going to say about a cream sherry as well that we tasted when we had our big sherry um, evening uh, a few weeks ago. There was a cream sherry from Marks and Spencer's that was actually really, really nice. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So I, I definitely thought that was a good value little one there. I, I don't know the price, mm. but it was definitely, you know, yeah. reasonably and drinkable. 
Yeah, and that and that goes back to what you said about Harvey's Bristol Cream. I'm not knocking that or saying that that's not a ah, nice option. Ah, well, I would. Sorry, if, I'd be like, ah, no. Yeah, I know. Look, it, 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 it like it's not gonna, it's not gonna wow you. It's just, it's going to be sweet. It's going to, you know, yeah, it's be mouth filling as such, but it's not going to be like wow. It's not going to have the wow factor. I remember Paula saying, "Look, I, I'm, I'm, I would like something special for this." So yeah. I, I suggested those two options. If you're going to the bother of making something nice from Nevin's yeah. book, well, you know, totally, and perfect. and. Yeah, and and um, as I say, I think the Tawny Port is another option. And one more I would throw in there would be um, a wine called Vinsanto. And it's uh, a dessert wine from Italy, from from Tuscany. And O'Brien's have a nice one by the half bottle, San Felice Belcardo. I just think Vinsantos are incredible. They're made from grapes that are dried out and nets and loads of concentration and oh, yeah, gorgeous stuff and really nice fresh acidity as well and really well balanced. And yeah, so I, yeah, those are my um, suggestions but I also want to mention for softer desserts you mentioned roulades and we've talked about cream um, what do you call them cheesecakes um, I, I I would go into sort of sauterne duranson tokais sweet rieslings ice wines there's or ice vines I should say there's so many options um, when you come to a, like a softer dessert and um, to me like these all apply to sort of the cheese boards as well. These are wines that I'd happily sip on either with a lighter style of dessert or creamier, you know, more delicate mm-hmm. um, dessert or a cheese board. I don't know where you stand on that. No, I actually agree with you because I, I um the, the meringue and an eaten mess or whatever. And I actually forgot there's also a, sher- a sherry trifle that we would have along the, the Christmas uh, table as well as everything else. They actually go mental for the desserts, actually. Um, I'm reading them for a week. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I would definitely go for more of, um, I actually really like um, the one, Agnes, isn't it? Siegfried, the sweet wine that they have, is it? New Zealand. I'm not sure. That's a gorgeous uh, Riesling, like a sweet Riesling. Okay. That's really, really nice. So I would go for something like that with my... Um, my my softer dessert, as you say, but yeah, I get what you mean with that, like cheesecake and yeah, yeah, yeah. because those, a lot of the ones that you were saying yeah. to pair with the with the Christmas cake and them, I would actually drink those wines on their own, like you know, because I don't like Christmas cake and and trifle and all that, um, not trifle, what's the other one, uh, pudding, um, but mm. so I would have those wines as an after dinner drink as well, the ports, yeah, the ports yeah, yeah. and yeah, definitely. So the thing about those, um. Other dessert wines that would work with softer desserts like panna cottas and cheesecakes and so Ooh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. um, is that a lot of them have like sauternia, lovely peachy apricot notes and you know, tokai, like lovely, gorgeous uh, honey and orange marmalade notes. And yeah, just gorgeous stuff. And I, um, um, I just think there's so much to choose from. And I mean, I'd be thinking now, You've passed, you've gone past the plum pudding, the desserts and all that. You're absolutely stuffed to the gills. You're going on to your cheese board, there's walnuts, there's grapes or whatever. And probably for me, I'd go, yeah, a sauterne or a tokai. I mean, but there's a gorgeous uh, Riesling, uh, a guy will have a lovely Riesling Baronaus laser that they sell again by the half bottle, which is beautiful. There's so many options, Linda, to be honest. I don't think you can go wrong with, if you, if you look out for like a half bottle of one of those sweeter styles, um, 
yeah, you're looking for sweet Riesling, Gironson. Well, Gironson is probably hard to come by, but Sauterne. I think Aldi do a Sauterne. Haven't tasted it, but I know they have one. Um, and, you know, um, Toke Guys. Like these these are wines. dessert wines. Like they are these, dessert wines. You know, yeah. they're, they're made to go with that. They're yeah. not wines that you'd have with your, your dinner yeah. at all. They're sweet, sweet, sweet wines. Yeah. So it's not like... Oh, you prefer sweet styles. These are actually dessert ones made that way. For dessert, but for yeah. cheese and, boards too. Yeah, for yeah. and unusually come in half bottles because you don't pour a normal full glass, but you it's a little sip that yeah. you'd be having, you know. And and sorry, the toke guy I was thinking of was the one in O'Brien's. I think the Desnoco have a yeah, have a nice very, half very bottle. And reasonably yeah. priced, yeah. Yeah, and reasonably yeah. priced. So yeah. Have we left anything out from the dessert? Yeah, well you see, I'd board? actually go for an El Amarone. Oh, God, no, Jesus, Linda. Yeah, sitting down at the end of everything when I'm stuffed, I'd have a glass of um, Amarone with a really aged, um, mature cheddar, cheddar, and I'd have uh, some Parmesan. Like late, oh, late. I'm talking about late, late. Fair play to you. After yeah, the turkey and ham sangers. I am talking about like half ten. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, Okay. Fair play. Yeah, that's, I would have a, like a nice glass of Amarone or um, a vintage port. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, there is one more I want to throw in there for a cheese board. If you're kind of done with your sweets after, um, you know, all the desserts and, you know, your ports and everything else, and you don't want to be um, sticking with sweets for your cheese board, I would definitely consider, um, obviously you can have a good sort of a red um, like your classic kind of Bordeaux and whatnot, um, or like you said, uh, an Amarone. But uh, another one to uh, put on your list would be the uh, an Oloroso, a really good Oloroso. Oh, of course, you had to get yeah, it or a Madeira as well. We never mentioned Madeira, which can be uh, fab as well with your cheeses, but Oloroso because it's got power, it's got structure, it's got like. Um, lovely kind of walnut aromas, and I just think it pairs really great, and it's 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 still dry. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you just need to kind of get back, get away from the sweet. I think, um, yeah, don't rule out the dry options because you might be having your cheese board later on in the evening or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, like again, this is kind of like I hope that people listening in can say, oh, there's things I've never really heard of. So even if you don't do them all on Christmas Day, if you kind of take note of certain things that you really, it's really impressive to do a wine like, like this, even days after Christmas, if you've got people coming over and you just want to put out a cheese board and all the rest. Imagine just having a nice glass of like, like a Madeira, anything like that, that's different. It's really, really nice. And, you know, sometimes you're just sick of food and drinking all over Christmas and you just want something, a little sipper. I, I think that's a really nice idea. Mm. Or even mm. to gift someone like that, a few nice cheeses, simple biscuits, and then mm. you get a nice little bottle of something that they probably mm. wouldn't buy themselves. Like, But that's it. Like um, rather than going for the typical, oh, I'm going to do cheese yeah. and port. Okay, I'm going to pick up cheese and a bottle, a half bottle or a bottle of Oloros or Madeira or, you know, just something a little bit more left field, you know? Yeah. Mm. And we will be doing gift ideas, won't we, Antonia? Yeah, we have two more episodes, Mm -hmm. Christmas specials. We have um, bonus. What are we doing? Oh, gifting and bubbles. Sparkling. Oh, we're doing a whole thing on bubbles. God, okay, great. God, that'll be fab. But before we go, I wanted to talk about the day after leftovers. Okay. I'm talking about turkey curries, um, you know, turkey volovans. What was the thing you asked me? Sandwiches. Sandwiches. 
Yeah, sandwich or curry, yeah. So we're talking turkey curry, sandwiches, volivants, all of that jazz. Um, so a lot of people do curries. I yeah, my mother-in-law does a really nice um, like uh, turkey and bacon in a kind of creamy mushroom sauce and um, puts the mashed potato because, oh, there's loads of everything left. A few yeah. weeks and things like that. And that's gorgeous yeah. uh, the next day. Yeah, so curries are tricky to pair with wine wise. So, um, yeah, we're going into off dry styles, in my opinion, um, with things like Gewurztraminer or your favorite Viognier or a Vouvray. And I tasted one from Aldi, which was fab. It's slightly sweet. So we're not talking about super sweet wines. They're just slightly off dry because spice is really difficult to pair with. And we've mentioned this in previous episodes. So you're better off going into something that has a little bit of sweetness. It's got an aromatic profile and it can kind of stand up to that spice. So, um, yeah, any of the above for me would work. What about you, Linda? Uh, again, we definitely have talked about curries before, but uh, so it doesn't really matter like what's going in if you've got your, your turkey as the, as the protein. Um, I actually, the Shannon that I had, like it, it is a dry style, but it was very complex and I think it would work, um, with, with, with a curry as well. Really nice. Wurzstraminer for me, I'd only have a glass. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be drinking much of that. Um, Fiano, some Fianos as well. I know the Mandarossa Fiano is very aromatic. So I'm thinking of the curry that the Gervala work one, that's apricot and, and, um, peppers and apples and things like that that I've had that with that and it is nice mm. um or the gentil blend of the of the Alsace grapes as well really nice enjoy that okay uh, what else any other leftovers what would you be what else would you do mm, to be honest we are sandwiches all the way plus we ha- usually have a few canopies um stashed away to pull out back into the oven the bit a few hot ones and pigs and blankets um, actually that's a huge all that one of kind mine of stuff. That yeah. Ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little mini yeah. quiches and, yeah. you know, all that. I like all the deliciously. And then you roll over day stuff. two, day three, day four, and they're all a blur and you're in a food and wine coma. It's just <laughs> heaven, isn't it? Like <laughs> that napper walk that we were going to do, I think we definitely need to add a walk. No, on they're, they're, I, think, I, I think I have to say, I guess just I get through. Uh, Stevens's day usually involves some kind of a walk usually and at this sense this is going to sound awful to the bookies to place a bet because you know you have all the horse racing and it's tradition to place a bet oh you walk to the bookies is it well it might be like 10 10 minutes up the road (laughs) but you kind of tick that box and um, come back and keep eating and drinking and then after Stevens's day I have to say like you know then you know we need to get out of the house time. Yeah, yeah. You know, do And something. tell me this, like, would you have tubs of chocolates all over the place? Like, um, heroes and celebrations. People love, and uh, yeah, celebrations biscuits. or heroes are not a big thing or biscuits. It's really, again, traditional. So there's Same always quality streets. No, no, in the chocolate no, uh, oh, category. Okay, okay. Quality street, um, roses and um, Ferrero Rocher's. And um, like there's always a few of those minty chocolate jobbies. After eights. Them. After eights, yeah. Scott's clan as well. Do you remember them? Scott's clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have just selection boxes coming out of your ears, like, do you know, <laughs> <laughs> curly whirly. People are actually uh, having listened to these episodes are not even going to want to face Christmas dinner. They're going to feel like they have totally. <laughs> and and nobody like, can possibly have uh, wine, dry wine with chocolate. Isn't that right, Antonia? 
No, sorry, in my opinion, no. Negs. Folks, do Negative. what you want. Yeah, and we'd love to hear Don't. from you. Send us pictures of what you are having. And again, yeah. don't forget Magnums. Magnums, Magnums are the way forward. Yeah. And people are so impressed if you have a Magnum. Yeah. By the um, way, do you want to yeah. say a word on party wines or no? Go on. Well, just that, you know, party wine. Like it's it's not even like that, you, you know, you're having a big party in your house. But, you know, those wines that you need to have in the fridge for people who are coming and going and dropping in. And and so on that, you know, maybe there's not food being served as mm-hmm. such, you know, just having a glass of wine, maybe a you know, nibble or something. So you the neighbours calling in who are gone for yeah. their walk slash and I just think, yeah, in to, for a drink. Totally. And there's some there's some great options and those kind of approachable crowd pleasers that we always talk about. So like a pig mm-hmm. pool. You know, I think is always a great one to stash. Like I'd go Berdeco, definitely here. Yeah, Berdeco. Like that one that you mentioned. The, the Alberto. The, the Alberto, yeah. From O'Brien's. Um, um, mm-hmm. um, there's a great one, the Riff Pinot Grigio, which is fantastic as in it just it's, it offers a little bit more than your average Pinot Grigio. It's from a family owned winery in the Alto Adige called Alois Lagider, and they're fantastic. And it's a really funky label, but it's actually fantastic Pinot Grigio. And I think it's a really good price point. Again, in the independence, I think, but might be in other places, might be in some of the supermarkets. Um, things like look out for things like Fermentino or Cananao, like or Ganache, or like they're brighter, like fruit forward, easy drinking styles of wine. And actually, I didn't mention enough Grenache in this in these last two episodes, but I just think Grenache is fantastic. It's got loads to offer. They're kind of getting a little bit more serious about their winemaking. They're moving away from sort of really high alcoholic um styles to like you know more um elegant styles and so on and pinot noir like styles in some cases but um yeah but and then there's a like a we were selling one and i don't know if you've seen this one it's a duro red but it was a fantastic price point i think it was 14 15 euro 13 and it was called sexo amarello or sexo amarello oh, i know it it's a nice um funky bottle as well it's, that's it's a really sold really like like cakes and yeah. it's a real crowd pleasing style so like there's loads of those I just think that's in grab Martins a, and Sweeney's and yeah like okay independence, yeah, gra- gra- grab a few bottles when you see a deal like that I mean I think there was a good um you know even like a Rioja Crianza it's not too heavy yeah. but you know I think there was one what was the one that won the award that was Rioja um the Vega Vega and yeah. it was it was I think it's still being sold at 15 euro grab a case put it away like you know just anything like that, any of those styles will always be crowd pleasers, in my opinion. And there's a particular wine I'm going to get a few bottles of. It's called Cocciola. It's a white Italian wine, uh, wine online. Are the only ones that have it and it's only 13 quid a bottle. Wow. That is going to be 100% the wine that uh, people will be having a sample of in, in my house, well, my in-law's house. Okay, are we going to finish off with a teeny tiny little quiz? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I never asked you anything in the last time because I'm not usually the one the one that preps these um, these quizzes. But um, yeah, you know, guess what? Okay. Okay. So So, have you got uh, any? Well, just like one or two off the top of my head, Linda. (laughs) Okay, go Um, for it. Christmas Day. Okay. Do you do Christmas games or do you watch movies? (sighs) After the dinner affair. Uh, both. Um, we would play lots of family games and then we would curl up and watch movies. So we would do both throughout What the are day. the games? Um, charades and then the yes and no game. You know, you're not allowed to say yes or no. Okay. So, okay. Fun. 
and um, a few other board games. Okay. Would you prefer one big present or 10 small presents? Yes, both. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just checking you next year on my Christmas list. Don't I? Uh, I don't know. One big or 10 small? <laughs> okay, listen. Christmas yeah. jokes. You, you you kind of told me earlier you've loads of Christmas jokes. So oh, they're me. really bad. They're so bad. Okay. Are they Christmas cracker bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No worse, yeah, really. Okay. okay. What's every elf's favourite type of music? Uh, I don't know. Rap. Oh, God. Like okay. Who is never hungry at Christmas? Um, who? The turkey. He's always stuffed. Oh, no. Go on. And why does Santa always enter through the chimney? Why? Because it suits him. <laughs> so on Christmas Day, pyjamas or like dressed up? You have to get dressed up, but then at about seven o'clock you get PJs on. Okay, same. Yeah, you? Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Until next time. So gift ideas. So if you haven't got that special gift for somebody that you love so much, a wine lover in your life, um, or yourself, always treat yourself lovely with nice wine gifts. And um, we have a, a good few recommendations uh, for you with that. And also festive bubbles as well. Yeah. So um, Tons of ideas on gifts and the bubbles is brilliant for Christmas Day, but also for the whole New Year's thing. So I don't know, do you do you do a New Year's? Do you do go out? Do you have a party? Do you just sit in watching movies? Uh, with younger kids, we don't really go out that much. Yeah. So I definitely have bubbles. Yeah. At home. Okay, at home. we'll cover yeah. all that in the next cool. two episodes. Great. Thanks, Amelia. Okay. Talk to you Thanks soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 You have been listening to Wine, the Long and the Short of It with me, Antonia Dominguez and Milan de Coogan in proud partnership with Give Wine a Future.